It has been a while that I have done any kind of update on my YouTube channel or podcast. So today I am going to give you a little bit of a recap as well as a lookout for what is to come because there's a lot of things changing that I want to do differently around here in my business, in my life and overall. First and foremost, you're probably wondering who is this person? Why should I listen? My name is Chris Spiegel and I am basically a content creator, consultant, and programmer. Those are kind of like the jobs and descriptions that I go for and what I work with. Now, over the last few weeks and months, if you follow any of my content, you might have noticed that I shared something about moving to an apartment instead of being a digital nomad, which I was before, and also about um, all these changes that I want to be making. I mentioned in my newsletter that I want to be sharing one podcast and two videos per week. I have done daily vlogging, those kind of things. And I have shared a lot of tutorials on this channel. So I kind of dabbled here and there with different approaches to creating content and building this business. I also have a course on Skillshare if you're interested in that, which is about Alfred, the productivity tool for Mac OS. That is kind of like a replacement for Spotlight, the search engine. Now let's look back first to see what happened and why there wasn't that much content on this channel. Uh, I already mentioned I moved to an apartment and what you can see here in the background is that apartment, my studio for creating content, my YouTube world, so to say. This has been really a big deal for me because it changed the whole dynamic of where I do my work and how I can do my work. Because previously, as a nomad, it was always the moving around places. So being in different cities, different towns, different apartments, different places all the time, and also necessarily needing to get flights and anything like that, those kind of like tickets. That has been a huge time waste, I would say even though the experience itself was very powerful. However, it wasn't necessarily something that gave me the opportunity or ability to focus on getting more work done and being high productive to actually building my sustainable self, my financial sustainable self. Now, this studio that I now built for myself here is really something that is going to change a lot of that. And I'm going to go into details and have a room tour, a studio tour, a whole setup tour of what I'm looking at here, like what I'm working with. I will do all of that in coming up videos. But kind of like to give you a little bit of a start here, it's basically a tube room apartment which is basically one sleeping space and one living space where there's a kitchen and stuff like that and there's a bathroom now i kind of furnish it a little bit differently i made this my working room and the room next door is the whole living sleeping eating cooking kind of like studio apartments so to say even though like this is basically the studio part and that gives me the freedom to be a little more centered, a little bit more grounded, have a specific dedicated work area that I can go to. I also have a new partner here in Hof who I do spend a lot of time with. And especially for evenings and dinners, for example, that opens the door for sharing that experience of cooking together and having a nice evening routine that way. And that also helps a little bit since this apartment that I am living in is rather small. Even though I don't necessarily mind that, I really think that this minimalist approach to having a living space costs very little 
and at the same time be very efficient is a really good thing. But it is a really nice thing to have that added dynamic of a relationship in that. Now, other things that this has helped me with is my mental clarity and such things. However, before that came a lot of work that I needed to do. And that meant furnishing this apartment, um, getting certain aspects of it right, having a whole wall basically changed in here to now be all fabric. So I have less of an echo in here. And that had been a lot of work. Then we had also multiple other things to renovate. My partner here actually started a yoga studio in Hof. So that was a whole lot of renovating, creating the website and stuff like that. And so there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes. And next to family stuff, those kind of renovating tasks, as well as moving in here and client work, I wasn't really at the best of my game to also create content next to all of that. Now, having the space now and having it ready to go in a way that I actually like to work in is really a game changer because it is, as I said before, removing myself from family. And this is a really important aspect for me because for the most part of my travels, it was really easy because there is this added dynamic of you are far away from, for example, your family. So no responsibilities or expectations are necessarily put on you. And instead, you can really just live your life. And I do think that some of the people that are traveling constantly, they may actually be just fleeing from something that is back home. And for me, that certainly was that when I was gone and in different countries, be it in Chiang Mai or the US or Australia, that gave me the freedom that I didn't have to be on any family function and I could just focus on my business and my experience. Now, being back in Hof, I have family around me and that adds this dynamic of, well, you're there, why don't you help with X, Y, and Z? And I didn't really have the strength that much to say no to that because I was working. Now, I recently got back to this image in my head that basically reminded me of my time in school. So when I was in school as a pupil, when I was like 14, 15 years old, I would go there at 7 a.m. and then I would come home at 2 p.m. And the time in between, you did not have any way of contacting me. And nowadays, it's super, super easy to always be on call, be always ready to go. So when someone's phone breaks or when someone's laptop doesn't work or the Wi-Fi freaks out or the printer doesn't work, I'm like always being called whenever the time is necessary. So now... I am trying to get that uh, back basically to say like, no, I, I cannot be available all times. And having this space for myself is really helpful in that because it gives me the ability that I can shut the door, I can close myself off, I can put my phone on silent mode and I just work and nobody's going to disturb me. And then I can check in with all of those things later. So finding the confidence and my belief in myself that I can actually do this and step away from all of those things for a certain amount of time has really helped me to regain my clarity, regain my focus and my ability to do these longer, longer lasting tasks. Like I am someone who 
most likely really desires to have certain chunks of time. So it's like, I don't really want to get started on creating something, be it client work or a video, if I only have 20 or 30 minutes here and there. I really desire to have five hours straight, which is no distractions. There's just my work and myself in this room, in this apartment to create whatever it is that I want to be creating. So it doesn't really work for me to go in these like 30 minute sprints. And instead, I really want to have those chunks of time. And that is something that I have been building toward with certain adjustments that I've been making in my life to be more productive. And that's something that I want to be talking about right now as well, because it's kind of like an interesting aspect of what is called habit stacking. So it all started a couple of weeks ago when I actually wanted to start being more productive, start getting a bit of a more of a routine, um, getting my focus back, getting my productivity back and really getting on the train to finally be building toward a new decade, which is 2020 coming up. So the first thing that I went to in getting myself into a new routine was that I wanted to get up at 530. This is because I think that it is so much more productive to start the day early and actually get more stuff done and then later in the day have more freedom to choose to do other things. My personal ideal that I can imagine would be to actually have certain things already finished by 9 or 10 a.m. and be done with the whole workday basically by um, I think 1 p.m. or something like that. Like being ready and just having that freedom at 1 p.m. to be able to say like yes, yes, this is everything that I needed to do today and everything that I do from now on is purely my pleasure of creating something more or just sitting there and reading a book or doing something completely different. So that's one habit that I wanted to cultivate for a long time. But I think that I overdid it a lot of times with packing expectations onto that. So what I mean by that is that this time around, my only focus, my only goal for about two weeks was getting up at 5.30. And this is because I did not want to overwhelm myself by having expectations attached to that. For example, I did not want to get up at 5.30 to then also expect myself to be super productive during the day. And instead, I simply just focused on getting up at 5.30 and then I did whatever I wanted to do. So that kind of started to build. And I went and I actually got up at 5.30 for a good amount of days and I wasn't necessarily more productive, but what it did was I proved to myself that I can actually get up at 5.30 and feel pretty good. And sometimes I allowed myself to take a nap, even at 8 or 9 a.m., just to get a little bit more energy flowing because I didn't necessarily have the whole thing about the get into bed earlier thing down at that point in time. So over time, I built that habit of getting up at 5.30 and I pretty much did that consequently for about two weeks. And I think I allowed like one or two days of getting up a little bit later, which were still much, much better than before, where it was a pretty normal thing for me to sleep until 9 a.m. And those kind of like hiccups were, I think, like 7 a.m. or something like that. But another add-on to that was that I at some point heard about this technique, I think it was from Matt Diavella on YouTube, about basically saying like I can uh, not do my habit once 
but not twice, not in a row. So what it means, if I don't get up at 5.30 on Sunday, I have to get up at 5.30 on Monday. I can then slack on Tuesday if I choose so, but I cannot slack on Wednesday. So never slack on more than two days in a row. So it's like immediately getting back into the routine. And that is essentially what I did. I never slipped up more than once in this whole experiment. So with that, for about two weeks, I then went on and actually started to add another habit. And there's a lot of things that I want to be adding over time. So there's, uh, for example, like I have 5.30 now. Uh, I want to be adding uh, more sport. I want to be adding more productive time. I want to be adding more airplane mode work time, which basically means no internet or little internet as possible. So no specifically no emails, no chat messages and that kind of thing that really kind of distracts me from my current task because other people have the power to kind of like shout ideas at me. So those are habits that I want to be adding onto this, but I cannot do it all at the same time. So with the 5.30 down and all these other ideas in my head, I am now slowly stacking one on top of the other. And that really has helped me to stay more on this track of being a better self or improving over the long run and not putting myself down just because I think like, yeah, I got up at 5.30, but then I wasn't really productive. So this is all crap and I don't really want to get up at 5.30. And like that whole spiral going down, I didn't let myself fall into that. And instead, I just said 5.30, that's enough. And then adding on from there. So that has really, really changed the way that I am building habits right now into this routine where I just add one after the other. And I don't necessarily want to wait 21 days until I add another one and stuff like that. I am going to build onto it a little bit quicker, but at the same time, I want to still give myself the slack and the room for those kind of hiccups and those slip ups and I want to be really gentle with myself because I noticed that like going at it with like a <laughs> with a baseball bat it's not really going to work because I'm just going to kind of like put myself in a depressive mode if I do that. Now with all of that and I'm going to probably be talking about these kind of topics in specific videos as well as to like how I am doing certain things and how I'm working with uh, certain aspects what I'm learning from uh, these kind of habit buildings and stuff like that. I'm going to talk about that in more detail in different videos and podcast episodes as well. But uh, the most interesting part about all of this is that it's in the wake of a new decade. So we have 2019, which is coming to a close uh, fairly recent, fairly soon. And then we have 2020 coming up. And uh, I'm super excited uh, at what's to come. It's a defining decade so to speak and that's really defining considering that about a year or two ago i read this book defining decade by mac j about uh, the time between 20 and 30 which is also coming to a close for me being born in 1990 uh, for me those decades that are passing are also my own decades that are passing so 2020 is going to be the year that i turn 30 and that is really interesting I'm super excited at what's to come. I'm also anxious because it is the year that I'm turning 30. And looking back, I can feel proud about what I have achieved over the last 30 years. 
But at the same time, there's a part of me that says you had way, way bigger goals. You expected yourself to be in a completely different position right now. I expected myself to be in a place where I would have more savings, where I would have more financial independence, more financial security, and overall just a much more settled life. Like this image in my head of what a 30-year-old should be or what I would expect of myself. And it's really easy to look into the world and see people who are not successful, but it's so much more <laughs> joyful and at the same time, weirdly enough, depressing to look out into the world and then you see those like, I don't know, 28-year-olds who have a million-dollar portfolio in real estate. So it's really hard to wrap my head around that and, and stay in this mode of there's more to achieve and I can change within a second and really align myself with my new path. But that is exactly what I want to be doing with 2020. I don't want to let myself beat down or beat myself down for what I have not achieved, but instead focus much more on what I had and what I did achieve. And I think I will also make a video about that, kind of like reviewing this decade and this year to kind of like get into this sense of more gratitude as to what I have already achieved and what is now the place that I am coming from, what I now have in my disposal or at my disposal to move forward from here. Like I said, this is not going to stop me from making big moves, quite the opposite. 2020, he really has me motivated and this new start of a new decade and also my new decade has me really in a position where I want to go bold and go bigger and change my outlook and change the way that I am doing things. 2020 is the year that I am changing it all. 2020 is the year that I am more boldly presenting myself and embracing myself. And 2020 is the year that I want to be much more unapologetic. Over the years, I have seen many people kind of like proclaim some type of a shamelessly year or a year of boldness and stuff like that. Quite recently, I found this YouTuber, Asia Dang, who went from over $200,000 in student loan debt uh, down to zero dollars in student loan debt in about two years. And that's a quite the impressive uh, path. But what is even more impressive is that he, she even started to share this path with YouTube and her audience on YouTube to begin with and was much more bold about it. Now, I have looked into these t people like Asia and kind of like wanted to get inspired for myself or am getting inspired for myself to say like, yeah, I can be different as well. I can be more bold as well. And I don't really have to give a fuck about what other people are saying, thinking and doing. And it is so, so easy for myself to think that it is so important what other people who watch these videos are thinking. And most times those thoughts kind of like turn into the negative. And instead, I should be focusing on the positive and see all the good comments that are coming in and all the comments that are alleviating or encouraging me to create more. 
So people like Asia are the people that I want to strive to be more like, so to speak. Uh, another YouTuber that comes to mind is Sorelli, who is also someone who is way more bold on her YouTube channel than one would expect. And some people say she is too much, but uh, she also represents herself and she is unapologetically herself. And for me, that means that I would have to put more out there that I don't necessarily feel comfortable about at that point in time. But over time, I do believe that that would change. And that develops a new confidence to be able to go out there more boldly, go out into networking events, to the travels. Uh, overall, just be more outgoing. So looking back, I haven't been sharing as much because of all kinds of reasons. And uh, now looking into the future, I am in a place where I say like, no, I'm not going to stick to this. I'm not going to continue doing this this way. I'm going to change it. Because all these beliefs of, for example, thinking that I need to have a certain quality, I need to have certain topics, I need to have, um, or I don't think that I have enough to share. And I thought that nobody would care, even though the YouTube channel that this video is on and also the podcast, there's views, there's listeners. And on my YouTube channel, I have 180,000 views, which is quite impressive. And I don't want to forget this. I want to highlight it for myself and highlight it in myself to recognize that and actually feel that, that there's... A ton of people who are watching this content and there's over 880 people who have subscribed to this YouTube channel and I don't really want to um, forget that and I want to be sharing more and creating more for this audience who is you and I think that that's really something that needed a reframe in myself and uh, yeah it's it's something that is going to have a huge impact as I am developing what I'm doing and who I'm becoming. Because now I'm learning uh, to not necessarily compare myself to the top 10 uh, that I see out there. Uh, recognizing that not everybody knows everything and not everybody knows everybody. So some information that I may have heard somewhere and I want to expand upon, I don't necessarily have to think that everybody can just watch the other person's video, which may be true, but at the same time, not everybody is going to find that. And I wrote an article about a couple, of, I don't know, three years ago, which was called, There's Always New People. And that also talked about the, uh, the relatability-ness of someone in this world. So uh, someone who's starting out and who doesn't have $100,000 of income every month is sometimes more relatable to someone who's also starting out. Uh, so you can share a journey together instead of having this huge master that you're looking up to who is completely unattainable at this point and you really need someone who is on your journey as well. So that's something that I've learned. I'm also learning that information doesn't necessarily need to be presented in the most prestigious and amazing way. Meaning uh, I'm right now doing a simple podcast and video standing in front of my desk having a camera pointed at my face and I'm more and more learning that there's YouTubers out there who have hundreds of thousands of followers 
who create with a phone and who don't have great audio. And when I watch their videos, I'm cringing and I don't really understand why so many people are watching them, but they are. And my quality expectations aren't necessarily the expectations of the general public, the average consumer. So that's what I'm learning because I do have everything that I need. I have probably more than I need at this point in time. And it's my desire to create with the tools that I have, but I don't have to kind of like chain myself to this perfectionistic self and instead actually create instead of not create. So that's what I want to kind of like let myself go into more as well, to let go of the perfectionist in me, let go of the thought that I need to have tons of great looking B-roll and slow motion shots and drone shots and all of this to make one video. I'm now more and more seeing other people that are doing completely differently. Some examples that I've seen who are doing this are, for example, um, Project Life Mastery. He's doing mostly just videos that are standing in front of a camera and that's it. And the audio sometimes isn't even that great. And then you have Stefan Graham who's doing his videos in his garage or his kitchen. And they're also not necessarily filled with all kinds of B-roll and amazing video shots, but it's just good information that is presented. And the most recent that I found uh, quite unique and interesting was Alex Becker, I think his name is, who is just standing in front of his computer with a camera pointed at him and sometimes he uses a whiteboard application on his computer to draw certain aspects that he's explaining. So all of these creators aren't the Matt Diavellas or the Peter McKinnons that are doing all that they can to have these polished, amazing quality videos, but instead they're presenting information that is valuable to a certain audience in a way that works. And some people might not be interested in that at all. Some people might want to have the high gloss polished video and that's great as well. It may not be my video and it may not be your video if you are a creator that is also creating content in a more minimalistic, simpler way. Right now, it is what I want to be focusing on. I want to be focusing on creation of more videos with great information and the desire to pull more B-roll in it and do something that is more outgoing, more active, more quality-based may come with time. I do believe that it is going to come over time because it's something that comes with freedom for me. Uh, the freedom to feel more easeful. Right now, I just have a list of huge amounts of information that I desire to share and get out there. And I think that I just have to put myself into a position where that's easy for myself, where that's a minimalistic approach. And I have the setup for it. I have the mics for it. I have the camera for it. I have the gear for it. I can just do that and get going. So with that said, this I think is a pretty good recap of what has been going on, what's been on my mind and what I am looking forward to in the near future. I recently shared on my newsletter, if you're interested, you can sign up to that on my website at chrisspiegel.com and also linked in the show notes, that I am looking forward to creating one podcast episode and two videos on my YouTube channel every single week. And the podcast episodes are also going to be shared on my YouTube channel. 
So if you're interested in all those things, I would recommend you sign up for my YouTube channel as well as the podcast and the newsletter if you are interested in those kind of like more personal emails that I send out about once every month. Now I have now set this whole plan in motion. I am starting with this podcast, which is coming out on Monday. And so the next video is going to come out on Wednesday and then the next one after that on Friday. This is the schedule that I am looking forward to creating and also holding to myself. And I may actually be able to create some more videos if I have the freedom and the inspiration to do so. But those are kind of like my minimum choice. That's what I really, really want to get out there and create on the regular. And now that I'm setting this plan in motion, it sometimes feels a little scary, but really, really exciting to start this journey and really put more focus and effort into it. I have big plans for the content that I'm creating and some of it is expanding on topics that I have covered on this podcast today. I have also a huge list of topics that I want to get into for my YouTube channel and discussions in philosophy programs as well as tutorials and just overall things that I am doing and have learned over the last 10 years or 15 years in the computer space and media space. And I want to be sharing more vulnerably, more direct, with more, uh, more transparency and all of those things about my life, my goals, the things that I'm learning, the things that I'm exploring and where I am headed. It's going to be exciting, fascinating, a little boring maybe, depends how you look at it, and overall way, way bolder than I may feel comfortable with <laughs> at certain times. But I think that that's exactly what is necessary to move myself forward and uh, really push the boundaries of everything that has been holding me back over the last few years. For the end of this podcast, I want to leave you with two quotes that have uh, kind of like rattled me recently. The first one is by Peter T. McIntyre, and this goes, confidence comes not from always being right, but from not fearing to be wrong, which is really an inspiration to try things out and try things that might scare you and seeing where it goes. May not be right, but fearing to be wrong is way worse because you never really do anything to begin with. And I want to move away from that. And the second one is from Jersey Gregorek. Uh, Tim Ferriss mentioned this at some point, and I keep coming back to it over and over. Uh, and I uh, switched the order of the quote because it resonates more with me. But it basically goes, easy choices, hard life, and hard choices, easy life. And that also comes into this area of being more bold, being more uh, confronting with your comfort zone, stepping out of your comfort zone more because if you make the easy choices consistently or have easy choices you're going to have a hard life because if you choose the fast food all the time your life will be harder because of your health problems but if you do the hard choices you choose the workout the early mornings the work the focus um maybe stepping away from social media for certain times of the day to step uh, up and focus on your work more, those may be the hard choices because in the short term, you are depriving yourself of something that you really crave or may, might be craving. Um, but over the long term, that makes life that much 
more easeful. For example, because you're able to work way more and way more productively, which in turn uh, increases your income, which then in turn actually helps you pay the bills and live a much more uh, easier and lighter life. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts and I hope this was interesting for you. It's a different episode. It's one of those things that is going to probably impact everything that I do from now on. And I am really, really excited to change how I'm doing things and change what I'm doing and approaching my own life. And that's really inspiring for myself. And I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that I'm even in the position to have the opportunity to, to do these choices, have these choices and have the ability to share it with you out there. So I am looking forward to seeing you on this journey. Uh, please share your thoughts. If you have any with me, you can find my email address or my Telegram account on my website. You can also leave a comment in the comment section of this YouTube video. And I'm so thankful for you to be here. And I'm really looking forward to connecting with you in the next video, which is going to come out uh, two days after this podcast. So looking forward to sharing with you and continuing. And with that, I'm off to go and produce this, edit it, and then get it ready for publication. So have an awesome day and I see you make it your life which was one of my slogans at some point. And yeah, just do it. <laughs>